whatever it is, you know. But again, that's where I, I think communication is so key. And I think being vulnerable is really hard. Because again, if, if, if you know, again, I'm totally guilty of being an overthinking self-critic. So how am I supposed to trust that somebody else is going <laughs> to handle me with care if I am totally guilty already, of not handling myself yourself, with care? Yeah, beating yourself right, up. Right. Do you love yourself? I do. Where does that, where does that cross? You know what I mean? Because that's not loving behavior in a way. Or try, you know what I mean? Like, like when you look in the mirror and you say, I love you. I, do you mean it? I do. Um, I do. I, I think I'm just learning a lot about myself. Um, and just learning a lot about life. Like I think for the majority of us, it's a very linear, linear trajectory yeah. that we're given. So like, you know, you go through school and you get a job and then you meet your life partner and then, you know, you buy a house, have kids in whatever order, the last three. And then, you know, you live a fruitful life and then you die. <laughs> Just seems pretty linear. There's no cyclical behavior in that trajectory. And I feel like we really simplify it. Um, anybody who I know who is like enormously successful either did not go to school, like did not go to college yeah, or I mean, they, they didn't have the normal trajectory. And I think that mm. I am learning to love myself more in the fact that, like, my trajectory doesn't need to be. This is the JAR podcast where real people have real conversations. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to The Jar. It's your host, Ken. I hope you're making the most of your today, wherever you are. I'm certainly trying to here in beautiful New York City at the Astoria Park, looking up on the... What bridge is that? Is that the George? No, 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 this is the RFK or the the Triborough. The Triborough Bridge. It's kind of very hip. It spills into Queens and Brooklyn here. just a beautiful spot, and I'm I'm hanging out with Maggie Mariska. Marsico. Marci- oh, Marsico. Close, yeah. Marsico. Marsico. We're Italian. Marsico. Marsico. But if you uh, flip the R and the S, it's Marisco, which a lot of people that's the mispronunciation, and that's oh. seafood in Spanish. And that's is that? Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, very good. Uh, Maggie and I have just been chatting great, uh, just talking about all kind of good stuff, talking about, uh, you know, where she's at in her in her life journey, uh, which is really cool. Um, shared a little bit about the jar, a little bit about my, my journey. So we're ready to get into it. Let's Maggie, do it. Uh, who are you? What are you doing in this universe? <laughs> How'd you get here? So I am grateful to be here. I really am. Um, this is an awesome experience. Love the jar. Love the concepts. So have really enjoyed getting to know Ken. I am a native New Yorker just outside the city. I've been living in Astoria, Queens for five years. Definitely would describe myself as a vivacious foodie with a, an insatiable case of wanderlust. I have a background in the marketing advertising space. And I also have a huge passion for languages. I am Italian and Irish, so I speak Italian. And I also speak Spanish as well. And like I said, I'm a big traveler, so we'll see where my journey takes me. But I'm, uh, lately I've been embracing the idea that change is a constant. 
And as uh, anybody who likes astrology, I'm a Taurus. We're the most fixed of the signs. We really crave stability <laughs> and um, being grounded. And what I'm learning is that even though that may be what makes me comfortable, that could be hindering my growth. So really trying to embrace <clears throat> that change is a constant and look at that as an opportunity to fall into some things that I may not even realize that were great for me, find and discover new things yeah. that are actually for me and just trust and know that what is meant for me will not miss me. It'll get you. Yeah. It'll get you. If you got your eyes open. Oh yes. You have and to I have think your you're, eyes open. I think you're awake. You're awake. Wide awake. Yeah, you, you are literally <laughs> wide awake. Uh, what was it like as a kid? Mom, dad, yes. brothers, sisters? Yes. What was um, that like? Italian, Italian and Irish oh, household. Yes. Whole, who is who? who is both the, parents are actually 50-50. So what? both grandfathers are Italian. Both grandmothers are Irish. That's... Um, we, uh, we go by the core four. Um, it's my mom, my dad, and my younger sister, Julie. And they are fortunately still together. Um, they're awesome. My dad, we joke, my mother is an entrepreneur. She started her own event planning agency. So she is, you know, no rules, makes her own, total go-getter, steadfast work ethic, honest, um, just go-getter. And my father is the face of corporate America. Like if it, corporate at a dollar bill, his face will be on it. Oh, man. And, but he, he's the head, he has HR and he's just great with people and really personifies what it means to understand human beings and understand the integral nature of culture in an organization. Um, and I really attribute everywhere that I've been to both of them. And my sister is my like other half. We're, you know, we're five years apart, but we look like twins. Um, she's actually slated to move to the city later this year. So Ooh. I'm very much looking forward to having her. Um, and yeah, it's the core four. It's the four the of us. The core four in the family. I yeah. love that. Um, where'd you go to school? So I you stayed in New York. Yeah. So I grew up 20 miles north of Manhattan. Okay. Um, in we joke, it's the Irish epicenter of Rockland County, Pearl River, New York. Um, and I ended up going to college actually at Rutgers, um, the State University of New Jersey. So I didn't go very far away. Um, but I loved Rutgers. It was smack in the middle of Philly in New York City. And, you know, I have friends there that, you know, they're my friends for life. So really grateful for that experience. I miss it. I do. Um, but, you know, like anything, life goes on. Life goes on. We have good experiences. As so you just you just quit your job. So I did. I resigned from my job. Um, as Beyonce says, you won't break my soul. <laughs> um, I did not feel... Um, aligned at all. Um, I have never done this before. So um, there was a lot of fear with it, but when something's not a fit, it, it's not a fit. So yeah. um, I'm taking a chance and a bet on myself. And if anybody does that, that's my best advice to you is just, you got to go deep with yourself and trust and know that you've always got yourself. So do what is best for you. Um, we are really just plugging and playing a lot of different projects right now, different experiences. I'm a New Yorker, so I've always been a hustler, you know, never just worked one job. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, we're out here, you know, eyes open, ears to the ground. Fortunately, I'm a natural networker, so 
Always talking to people. Yeah, not so, shy yeah, <laughs> at all. Are you, are you sure? I was, I was <laughs> incredibly timid. <laughs> yeah, incre- incredibly timid. Not even shy. <laughs> I'm, I'm past. I'm past shy. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you're really articulate, and we talked earlier. You're you're in this. Uh, the questions are in your space. Let's get started. Right, let's do it. Pull one. Have a look, and then. Um, Pass it to me. I'll read it for the audience. And, and I'll read it for you in the audience. So you can get a verbal. All right. Here we go. All right, here we go. Do you get along with negative people? All right. Um, I think the best way to answer that question is I have tremendous compassion for negative people. I love that. Um, I have been told, and I know this to be true, but like most people, you know, sometimes I wish I could like step out of my body and see what other people see. Um, (laughs) Because I am very positive, but I'm also like very self-critical. So when I'm in a low, it's it's, uh, the dark abyss of low. Um, And when I'm in a high, you know, I'm untouchable. Or that's how it feels, like you're just so bright and everything's awesome. I struggle sometimes with the amount of time I'm able to sit in a negative space because we all know the phrase misery loves company. So sometimes it's it's difficult. But again, I really try to lean into that compassion because I think about myself and okay, yeah. when am I negative? It's probably because I'm struggling. So this person is probably struggling. Struggling, yeah. And what can I do mm. to lean in with compassion, but also be an attentive listener and, and hear where they're at and, you know, offer something that kind of makes them think, oh, okay. All right. I didn't think of it that way. For example, like, and I'll leave it with this. Um, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. So at a certain point, it takes more energy for you to stay negative than it does for you to just... I forgot about that. Yeah, I've totally, I've totally forgot about it's that. A big mantra of mine, because it's just it does. It takes it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile, and that's not me at all dismissing struggles. I mean, you know, depression, anxiety, I've definitely battled it myself. Um, but you, you just have to you have to feel the feels, but you know, and only you know when. And I want to give you a visual when you're feeling the feels. But then you sit down and you cross your hands and you cross your legs and now you're sitting in it and you've chosen to like stay in it. There's yeah. a difference between feeling the feels. You know, my, my aunt, uh, she's got this phrase I really love. She calls it, you know, Maggie, when you're going through a rough time, feel the feels, but you only have 24 hours for your pity party of one. 24 hours. <laughs> that's it. A pity party? Pity party of one. Pity party of mine. I, you know, when you were saying that, it's a powerful idea, right? Which is, if you do close your, if you close your body or tighten your body in on itself, you, you, you're really holding it. So, how do we become more of a vessel, like a pass through, right? It hits us, you feel it, but how, you got to let it go. You got to, so like, let it pass through you. Don't own it or own it for that minute. I love that feel the feels. Yeah. I mean, I think you said it perfectly. It's letting go. Um, And that's been a very um, consistent lesson in my life because sometimes you can be holding on to something so hard you don't even know why you're holding on to it anymore. 
Oh, you just, <laughs> this you is just, a real thing, though. I think a lot of people have no idea why they're still, why are you still angry at that person? Well, like, people don't talk to somebody for 20 years, and it's like the dumbest reason ever. I mean, ever. Buddha says, um, and not to get, you know, biblical or, you know, religious in any sense, but seriously, you know, Buddha says that uh, when you hold on to anger, it's like drinking poison and expecting yeah. the other person to die. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to find a way to move through it. And what's the other one? Holding on to hate or, or something is like holding on to hot coal? Mm. I never heard that one. Yeah, maybe that might one. not be Buddha. Oh. <laughs> That's a Kenism. <laughs> it could be a Kenism. No, I swear I heard that somewhere. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Let's keep going. Let's find All right. another one. All right. But either way, to conclude, if you are going through it right now, just know... Everything is temporary. Mm. Everything is temporary. And if, if you're sad, feel it. And just believe that there's, there's brighter things coming. There always is. Oh, man. That's a deep one. Big smile. Oh, no, Shoot. that's a deep one. <laughs> when was the last time you felt someone else's pain? Oh, man. All the time, unfortunately. <laughs> really? Yeah, I uh -oh. am like a bleeding heart empath. Um, <laughs> I'm learning boundaries. You gotta is, have some boundaries, uh, girl. Oh, it's it's very difficult um, because, like I said, I'm a bleeding heart. You know, um, if I see somebody struggling, you know, I don't. I just wish I, you know, could make it go away. I wish I could fix it. You know, and that's probably been one of the most like cathartic realizations that I've come to recently, where. You know, when a, if a friend calls you, you know, my immediate, like I immediately absorb their pain. And I don't, it's, it's admirable from the outside because it's like, oh, she really cares. But then I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> so self-destructive. <laughs> yeah, you that's know, not I'm, good. I'm totally depleted <clears throat> afterwards. Um, and it's made me more cognizant of when I call on my friends. Like, do you have a minute to like hold space for me? You know what I mean? Like... It, if I'm gonna like dump on you, if I just like, I'm going through something and I just. Yeah, you can't just call it, it that's really smart. I, I mean, it's hard, ask. it's hard. To ask. It's hard and I don't ask all the time, it's something that, and that's what I feel like I've just been learning to accept is that we're not gonna get it right every day. We're not gonna get it right every time, like, but as long as the effort is there for you to mm. just be better and be more mindful and be more self-aware, I mean, that's half the battle. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last time I felt somebody else's pain, um, I'm getting better with it. But um, unfortunately, my mom's mother has Louie body dementia. Um, and me and my grandmother were super, we are, she's still here. Um, we are super close. Um, and it's just hard. It's one of the hardest ways to lose somebody. So I. Yeah. I feel for my mom. I feel for my mother's family. I feel for. But then, to my point, I feel so much for other people, and then where's there the compassion for myself, you know? You gotta, you gotta leave space for yourself. And that's what we're learning, and it's good. It's good, you know? And it's, it's, it's one of those things where you just, you have to find a way to let people know that you're here for them. And this is something I try to like tell myself yeah, when I'm like, you, I need you, a friend. Are you telling yourself this now? Well, yeah, because I feel like, you know, <laughs> you've got you and like we yes. need people we need people when we go through good things when we go through bad things but just know that this individual is also a separate individual from you so they have their own stuff going on 
Um, so you have to protect yourself too, to a certain extent. You know, I'll go back to like the oxygen mask metaphor. Oh, I love this. You know, one. Yes. or like Lauren Hill. How are you gonna win when you ain't right within? Like, you, you have to make sure you're good in order to serve other people. Yeah. But it's crucial yes. that you're good first. Like, you gotta be good first because how can you show up for, for other, other people? For other people. I like that. Had a couple of good, very close. Yeah, I'm hoping a little positive comes in this third one. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was two positive ones. Oh, this one, I, got, hey. I need to, like, sit on this one. I don't even know how I'm going to answer this one. Ooh. I know. Are you that complex? I, uh, or just people around you not up to speed? No, 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 no. <laughs> What about, just, just joking, <laughs> what about you is repeatedly misunderstood by others? Oh, man. I don't even know how to answer this. Is there something you're thinking about, or is it just hard to think of anything? Because that's two different things. I think it's hard because I think inherently we, like, make assumptions. So, you know, like, when, what's that book? Um, the Four... The four Agreements? The, yeah. Where one is like, you know, don't take things personally. Um, don't be assumptuous. Yeah. Um, what are the other two? Oh, man. I like just finished this book, too. And now I'm like, I have a brain fart. Um, always do your best, I think, is the third. Yeah, that's right. It is always. I can't remember the. I can't remember them all. Shoot. But don't, don't be. Don't have assumptions, which is like the expectation thing. Um, I mean, anything. If somebody doesn't answer your call, like, it's like, oh, they're ignoring me. It's like, no, they're not. Maybe they're like, Don't assume any you know, dumbass. Yeah, maybe, they're, maybe the, they're eating dinner. Maybe they're taking or a poopy or something. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Give a break, man. But it's hard because, like, we do naturally assume, oh, I think. absolutely. Especially when, like, you're in it, too. I mean, and I'm, when you're in it. I'm a guilty, I'm totally guilty as an overthinker. Um, but I think it's just, like, the curse of being smart. Yeah. Um, but when I slow down, that's what I'm learning in like my later years, um, is I'm yeah. slowing down. So you're so mature. Just be, you're so old well, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're entering the 30s next year. I was going to so. say, yeah, you're, you're 28 or 29. So, so 29 and fine. But yes, we'll be in our 30s. <laughs> and just learning that being slower doesn't mean that like you're not quick with it or, or being slow or me like I am learning that that if I slow down I'm able to be more intentional I'm more grounded in what's happening um sometimes I'm just so quick just to like get it done you know New York minute there's I have a I have a theory crock pot cooking and wok cooking some things are good for wok and some things need a crock pot approach Fair enough. So, you know, New York Minute is good on some stuff. Right. Right. But, but a lot of things in life need time. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning yeah, is like there's there's no rush. Um, but what's replete, repeatedly mis... What are you... What about you is repeatedly misunderstood by others? I guess I'm thinking of two things, but I, I don't know. You know, there, there's no others here other than you on the other side of the table. It's, it's, it's all your perception, which is um, okay. I think um, sometimes people who don't know me, um, I'm very 
loud, um, excited. Um, I'm like a big a energy lot, in a room. There's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. you bring. Yeah, you you you've got some energy. Yeah, you need some space. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy to like share room with people. I, for sure, I could see like, that. Like I've too. been learning to be. Sometimes I'm very excitable, so I like interrupt and like I'm I'm learning to be better at that because it's like okay, you're excited, but like give somebody else the mic for a second, you know. And listen, if you keep talking, this is all things that you know. If you listen for a second and like genuinely hear this other person, you may learn something. It's not coming out of your mouth; it's coming out of somebody else's. You're like the nine-month-old Labrador <laughs> in every party, just running around the room off the tech couches and bouncing. I could totally see you oh, do it. I so can see you love, being that. You know, so oh, those much are love. so. I mean, come on, everybody loves a Labrador. I know. Puppy. I grew up with labs. Yeah, They're the absolutely, best. absolutely. Um, so I guess I would say the the brightness. I guess it's 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 welcoming to other brightness. Sometimes I think it's intimidating. Um. And I don't, I don't want people to feel yeah. that way. Um, I'm very friendly, so I want people to feel approachable. And, you know, I think we all have something special about each of us. So for me, it's like, why are you intimidated? Like, you have your own thing going on. Like, you know, we're all here to yeah, sometimes confidence, some kind of kind of, You know, not everybody's so confident. So you're describing yourself in one way, but the under... A lot of an underlying part of that is very confident, very self-assured. Yeah, it, but I think I, like any human being, <clears throat> I experience self-doubt. For sure, for sure. But For sure. But maybe not as much as people who are kind of the wall wallflower, right? You know, they just want to be in the background. And, and you know, we need, we need all kinds of people. Don't yeah. turn your light down. Right. Maybe modify it. You'll figure out how to use it. Yeah. you got a gift. You just you'll figure out how to... Hone it. Yeah, how to hone it, right? <clears throat> how to wield it. Yeah, for sure. All right. This is fun. Oh, this is... I'm thoroughly enjoying this. I hope you're enjoying listening. I, I, I'm enjoying it. I've been trying to figure out the magic of the jar being on that side of the table. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why do I just have... A, why do I know the answer to this? Do you have a hard time admitting when you're wrong? <clears throat> <laughs> so when I was younger... My father used to say to me, you realize the first words out of your mouth were no. <laughs> like, you didn't even hear what I said. You just went, like, no. Yeah, yeah no, no not, not me. No. Um, I would say that I did, but I have evolved. And I'll say that because I have learned to give myself. No, seriously, I have I, but evolved. I love, the word, I love the word you chose. I have evolved um, because I think that I am steadfast, but I think that the yin to the yang and steadfast is being stubborn. So sometimes I would have a difficulty admitting if I was wrong about something because it was just like nobody wants to be wrong because I think sometimes we all know deep down how judgmental we can be mm. on an individual okay. level with others. Oh. So if you're wrong, it's just like it automatically, and this is a very intense understanding of it or just perspective of it, but I'm trying to put myself in my own head and then other people when people struggle to accept if they're wrong. Yeah, if yes, I'm yeah. on the other side saying, ah, ah, I don't really know if that's right. But we get, we jump immediately to the defense. And I think it's because if you're wrong about something, it's this like super intense idea that 
you're not legitimate or it's not valid or you're stupid and or you're stupid. that kind of yeah, boils down to like the emotion of like shame and embarrassment and like these are heavy feelings yeah we're just gonna stop that shit by just i'm not wrong mm-hmm. exactly so i like that that's a reasonable so it's hard it's a reasonable conclusion I, I, something i had some thought in my head about that um don't know what it was though admitting when you're wrong because I think no. when you admit when you're wrong, if you're, if the dialogue you have, and whether this is like your partner in life, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, it's also hard because how is this other person going to react? Is it going to be like, well, I told you so? Or is it going to be a constructive dialogue yeah. shared by <clears throat> mature people? Well, and if you're five or four or six, it's definitely not going to go your way. Right. So, so you better just might as well fight it. <laughs> Yeah, right. what are we fighting in a sandbox? Or are we trying to have like constructive dialogue? So now I think I've come to terms with if I admit, when I admit, yeah. when I am wrong about something, I think it's because I've just come to the other side with grace with myself. They're like, I don't know everything. I don't know everything. And I hate even saying that because I think I love that. there's something rooted in like you want to know everything because everything changes all the time. And it's just like, what are we doing? Like, do I have a sense of direction? You know, and that's another thing. When I was young, my father's like, right, because you know everything. My mother would say that, too. Right. Oh, you know my. all the answers. I love that about you. It's like, yeah, I do know all the answers. <laughs> and I think it's just a part of, again, like wanting to be rooted in something like, OK, I like, yes, like this is who I am. I know that. But when you're constantly evolving, like, who are you? Like an enigma. Well, you have a little bit. You got the stable part, right? There's 30 percent you're shedding. You got the core of you with 30 percent and you got 30 percent. You're kind of growing ahead. So you got that little... Yeah, your values. You know, whatever your values are. Maybe that's are. what it is. You're carrying those values. That's who you are. Your character, yeah. you know? Yeah, you're carrying like, that. You're honest. The, you know, you're caring. Right. But you can be right and wrong and not know everything. And that part, you can evolve and say, shit, I'm coming to find out. I don't know fuck all about <laughs> fuck all. Yeah. And then the more people you talk to about that, the more you realize, like, no one actually knows I, what I, the hell's <laughs> going on. <laughs> And that's liberating because then it's like, okay. And again, this is why I say I feel like I have evolved in that I used to feel so not okay not knowing. Oh, yeah. In the sense of now when I'm like, okay, I don't know. And I think maybe it's I I credit it to like the transitionary period I'm in right now is that that is so exciting because think about like all that can come from this. Yeah. Yeah. And let it go. Yeah. Smart people in the world. I don't have to be the smartest. I don't want to be the smartest. I want yeah, to collaborate of, with people. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on that too, right? Who wants to be the smartest? I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Then I got to talk a lot. I mean, I, I <laughs> could take that. I could take that pressure from you. Ooh, this is a good one. Maggie's <laughs> already going. Oh, give throw that to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll have the conch. I'll have I'll have the conch. Pass it over. Can you tell us about your favorite encounter or time in nature? Okay, a little softer, a little, give, give, whoa, a little bit a slow down here, a little, take a deep breath now. <sighs> yeah, nature. I love nature. Um, as a New York City dweller, I know we don't have a lot of it, but the places that we do and where we are now um, is one of my favorite places. And actually, it's funny because one of my favorite encounters 
in nature happened to be here. I was tanning like right over like probably like a couple yards where we're from where we're stationed here. It was a beautiful day. Came to solo hang at the park by myself and brought a book, brought some SPF. Wear your sunscreen, please. And, you know, was just hanging out, had a sandwich just by myself. And these clouds rolled in. And they didn't just roll in, like they galloped across the skyline. And I was like, oh man, I'm like a 20 minute walk from my apartment. Like I'm not making yeah, it I'm back. Not ma- I'm not making it. And I, you know, everybody's kind of like clearing, like trying to figure out where to go to get coverage. And I ran up closer to the track and I kind of ended up getting a bit of space under a tree. But I watched this sun shower just like move through and it was beautiful and it was like maybe a 10 12 minute stint yeah yeah but it was it was just so nice and i mean i've traveled a bunch so i i have like different you know nature experiences there but we're here and it happened not too long ago so i would say that was uh it was just really beautiful to watch something just again change maybe that's like the theme here it just changed so quick and just because it rained it wasn't not beautiful it was just like yeah beautiful how quickly like it just i watched it move through like off the river through the park and after the rain passed the sun came out and it was great and the sun came out yeah so it didn't change in a way it was like changed but not changed i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> let's, let's keep on going all right. Change is definitely a theme in this powwow. And you're all about change <laughs> at this moment in your life. Do you change around different people or are you always the same? Well, I'm going to flip the question back to you. <clears throat> is the Ken that you are in a corporate office setting the same Ken that you are when you're at home or when you're with your friends? Kind of, right? But a different, a yeah. tailored version of yourself. Well, like you said, the values are the same. Right. I carry the values. I carry the personality. A lot the same, but, you know, you got to be sometimes, you know, I used to say that my job makes me an asshole, but I'm really a nice person, <laughs> actually. So I guess the answer would be no. I mean, I'm the same person, but I have a role to play. Right. I just, I'm an actor. Right. I'm on the, I'm just an actor. Fair enough. I would say, um, similar to the same answer you had had, but that's kind of why I want, that that was the point of me giving Mm. you back that question because I, I don't change around different people. Um, I think that it makes sense. A little letter by in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It smells real good. (laughs) Um, I would say I, I don't change, um, I don't change around people because I think at the end of the day, if you do, eventually it will come back and people will be like, oh, well, why do you talk this way around this person or Mm. show parts of yourself, you know, around these people? And I think to showing parts of who you are around different people, I think that that's normal. Where like, you know, 
you want to feel like you can confide in a certain group of people more. You know, there's there's levels to everything, right? So like, I'm not going to necessarily talk about like my family troubles to my coworker unless we have you know um, unless that's a your thing, right? Yeah, friendship type of friendship. relationship. Um, so yeah, I try to keep it. I try to keep it the same. Yeah, so it's kind of going. Got to be genuine. Yeah, I, I mean, I think as long as you're genuine in what role, because diff- you have different roles to play in life. Oh, man, these are heavy. <laughs> Ooh. Can you tell me what you want to let go of? The one thing you want to forgive and forget? Oh, man, I need to, like, take a beat. <laughs> It's heavy. My heart is like heavy. Oh man. Yeah. We were doing a lot of that the other day in the in the yoga studio. A lot of hand on the heart. I mean the world is a crazy place. So if you're like a human being who's like tapped in, you feel that shit. Oh, she was so tapped in. Kelly. Yoga studio just across just across the river. Or the, not the river. Yeah, river. Is it a river? That's the okay. East River. Okay. But man, she was tapped in. Whew. Oh, man. Sure. All right. Um, what would I want to let go of? One thing mm. I want to forgive and forget. Um, I'm going to go more general, like big picture, rather okay. than like something specific. Sure. Um, because I really don't. When I look at my life, I, I genuinely don't have any regrets. Um, Love that. You know, I I think there's things I want to do where I'm like, there's never going to be a good time. So just like pull, pull the trigger and do it, you know? Oh, yeah. Like live abroad <laughs> um, or just travel more. Yeah. Um, but I would say what I would like to let go of is um, self-criticism. That's been like a really rough thing um where i asked myself you know the way you talk to yourself would you talk to your best friend like this no you wouldn't you wouldn't have any friends if you talked to your best friend yeah you, you, need, talk to yourself. you need a positive self-dialogue you know? yeah um and we're working on it and i think again that's a part of just like accepting that like change is so constant that just because i'm you know trying to figure out you know what my next move is and my work life and you know where i see myself you know six months from now or but then I try to just be like, all right, no, 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 no pressure. Do you have a place to, like, rest your head? Do you go to bed not hungry? Do you have your health? Got some, got your health. Got some friends? Yeah. Do you have a good family? Got yeah. family. Are you breathing? You're ticking, like, you're you ticking a lot of the higher end boxes of life. Family, friends, shelter. Oh, well, shelter's pretty low. But, I mean, if you've got that other stuff, you're, you're okay. Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to give myself, thank you. I want to give myself forgiveness and grace in that, like letting go of like the heavy stuff. I think that I just sometimes take on too much. And again, I think it's the yin and the yang of being ambitious. You know, I want, and I mean, I hope my parents listen to this. If they do, (laughs) they'll be like, Rome wasn't built in a day. Like, you know, why do you like, it's not going to all get done tomorrow. And like, that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're not working hard. It doesn't mean that you don't want it to work, you know, but it takes time. Um, And then just in general, I think because I just, I do kind of absorb a lot. And I also, I'm not perfect. So for myself to let go of and what I want to forgive and forget in general is just sometimes when people don't treat you how 
you know, or if people don't respond the way that they could have. Um, mm. I want to learn to like let go of that. And I think, again, that's a part of like giving myself grace as a human. I'm not saying if people treat you like crap to just like let it happen, but I think. Yeah, because that's not happening. That's a, not a New York thing. No, definitely not. <laughs> go fuck yourself. That's, that's a New, a New York, York thing. thing. But I think, again, just being there for myself and being an advocate for myself um, and just. I don't know. Giving everything grace. You know, nobody's perfect. Like, people aren't going to say the right thing. They're not going to necessarily mm. handle things the way I'm going to handle it. Like, sure. that's a big thing to let go of. Especially in the, especially in some of your work. Because you can't be everything. Oh, yeah. And and you're, if you're good, you, you're never going to see, you're never going to be happy with, and then never, but you you'll see. You can't have yourself, you can't have your satisfaction with yourself be determined with how somebody else sees you yeah or how they execute something right yeah you but can't. that's really hard right like how i feel like a lot of what we receive as a society is like the idea that like you're validated by somebody else or you're validated by things um the relationship with yourself and i mm. I, I commend us as like a collective as a society because i do think there are people you know i mean this podcast for example like there are people that are like all right we like we i don't know how we got lost but like we're a little lost and we gotta like bring it back yes and like circle back mm -hmm. and just if we continue to work on and be transparent about the individual journey it allows us to connect with each other because mm -hmm. we are all individuals but we choose to engage with each other so it's like how can we support each other through that well, yeah that's right yeah, we do. We, for some strange reason, we all want to live in a city, right? I mean, it seems like people do want to be close to humans. So there is that responsibility to each other. That's curiosity. Yeah, you want to see what's going on with this. That's why we look at each other's apartments across the way. <laughs> what's going on over there? Don't do that. Buy blinds. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. All right. I'd have a big telescope. I'd be checking people out four blocks oh away. Oh my god! No way. Oh yeah, it's like TV. It's like being a. It's like watching. It's like having fish tanks it's everywhere. It's like Friends. There's that episode. It's like Friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Friends. Ooh. Oh, now we go. Now we got some like positive ones. Okay. What's your dream vacation, you intrepid traveler? Oh man. All right. So, what what are the parameters for this question? Like, it's... is there or it's up to interpretation? Like, what if my dream vacation's a year long? Yeah, or it could be one night. It could be with one person. It could be, yeah, it's totally, it's, it's a dream card. Oh, man. It's oh. a wish card. Ah. Oh. It's like, it's like ruby slippers for a moment. Yeah, what do I want to manifest? Yeah. Um, oh, man. There's so many places. The world is so big. Um... Yeah, the world is so big. It is. Um, I mean, I would love to, like, pull a Magellan. I would love to circumnavigate the globe. Um, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, South America is, like, top on my list. Um, anybody who knows me who's listening, Colombia, that's been on the list for a very long Colum time. Colombia. Medellin. Colombia. Which is primavera eterna, has the best weather all year long. It's in, like... The Valley of the Mountains. A lot of people know Medellin for Pablo Escobar, pero there's so many other things going on there. The culture, the city, the people. Um, would Food. love to go to. I know. 
Um, would love to go to Buenos Aires. Love to go to Buenos Aires. Um, but then, I mean, if it's a dream vacation, I mean, I want to hit all the continents. Like, I really would. That that would be the dream. Mangellan. Yeah. Magellan. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's get to a meaty one. Yeah. I think you have so many <laughs> in here. I'm like really just is, digging around. It's got to be a little bit like, because you don't know which one to pick. I know. I'm trying to Ooh, just well, like. you got one there. I'm looking at the jar. I can see some of these words, and I know the question just by seeing one or two of the. I see two of the words on the question. I know what it is. Oh, I know. Oh, now it's good. No, we're now back into. You said meaty. You put it out there. We're heavy now. Do you agree that God does not micromanage, and He has? (laughs) I guess the patriarchal God has faith in us. I don't think He micromanages. Hmm. I think that we have free will, and I think that if he did micromanage, how would we ever learn? It's like a helicopter parent, and no shade if anybody's a helicopter parent. But <laughs> if you don't let your kid like fall in the dirt, you know, they're never gonna. They're, they're never. Obviously, I don't want to like traumatize a child, you know. But you, you never learn. So I, I do think that he doesn't micromanage us. I think he has faith in us because I think that that's a part of the journey is that that's what allows us to have faith in ourselves. Like, I don't think that God micromanaged me to resign from my job. I think God was like, okay, you're not happy. Yeah. Nice move. All right. So what what are we doing? What are you doing? What are you thinking about? Do you have faith that you're going to be able to do this? Because me having faith in you isn't enough. Do you have faith in you? This is a part I love. I love when you came to that, that say that conclusion or that idea Basically, it is faith in ourselves ultimately that matters, and that's where the that's where the action comes. Well, I think it's also the idea of like you know, being a good person and you know being not godly, but like being quote unquote a child of God. Like I think that goodness lives in all of us. Mm. So like I I definitely do believe in like a higher power, like the universe, you know, God, Allah, Hashem, whatever you believe in. Um, I think that's stellar, but I also, you know, implore people to really know that it's, it's not this, you know, we have that ability to be that for each other, to be that for ourselves. And I think that's the whole, the whole point. I think it's, I think that's, for me, that's the point. We have all the tools, everything we need. I think even when you pray for stuff, courage or wisdom, the funny thing is you already have it. Yeah, it's part, again, like having it's, faith it's in there. yourself. And it comes down to, yeah, we don't have that. We're losing that faith in yourself or that confidence. And But I've even learned, like, lately with praying, like, I feel, and I always lead with this whenever I, like, chat with the big guy. I'm like, I'm sorry that I'm talking to you only when I'm going through things. Because I think sometimes <laughs> we constitute praying and, you know, God bless my grandmother. She pray, both of them, all, all of my grandparents, they always prayed a bunch. Um... It's just, it's gratitude, too. Like, it's not just praying yeah, when you're like, in plight, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's a, it's I'm, a shit I'm show. Really I trying. need some help. Ooh, it's a good one. Why do some people find forgiveness hard? Well, I'm going to look inward with that question. Mm. Um, and we actually touched upon this earlier. Yeah, a little bit with the... Um, Holding onto yeah. things. Um I think it's hard to forgive because we pain sometimes we hold on to it too long 
it becomes a part of our identity. So like, who am I if I'm not suffering? And I, and I don't say it to simplify any situation. Yeah, I, I, I think it's I just like you, there, it's a couple things, you know, like you're furious at this person who has hurt you. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's zero empathy or understanding for this other individual. And I, I'm not saying understanding to neglect if they did something terrible, you know, yeah, yeah. um, but the forgiveness, you have to know it. It's not just forgiving this other person. It's forgiving yourself. It's forgiving yourself for this thing happening to you. It's, it's forgiving the fact that like this person didn't know how to treat you. It's forgiving mm. yourself for... Yeah, putting yourself in that situation. Yeah, right? sometimes or, or it's, just... Maybe it's a little bit on us sometimes because like in that forgiveness, you realize I might own some of that. I think it's two-pronged because I think that even again, like going back to like being a kid, you know, when people are like, you know, say you're sorry. And yeah. then it's like somebody will say sorry and then they're like, no, say it like you mean it. You don't mean it. You absolutely don't mean it. What do we it. do when we're adults? If somebody apologizes to you, but because I've been in this situation, <laughs> I'll get an apology. Yes. But it's it's not what I needed. You need to learn how to forgive for yourself because sometimes, most times I think, you're not going to get the closure that you wanted or the closure that you need. That's a you job. Yeah, that's I when you that story of when you're a kid, say you're sorry. Yeah, sorry. And and like you said, we'll say it like you mean it, you know. And the reality is when you see the other kid doing it, you realize they're not sorry. Or right. sorry they got caught or sorry. And then when you're an adult, I don't want to have that conversation like say it like you mean it. Like are you kidding are, are me? You Just say don't say sorry then. Like take another week. Just know that I may not wait around another week. And like why do you need a week to process yeah. where we're at? So your own yeah, your own stupid behavior. Or whatever it is, you know, but again, that's where I, I think communication is so key. And I think being vulnerable is really hard. Because again, if, if, if you know, again, I'm totally guilty of being an overthinking self-critic. So how am I supposed to trust that somebody else is going <laughs> to handle me with care if I am totally guilty already, of not handling myself yourself, with care? Yeah, beating yourself right, up. Right. Do you love yourself? I what do. Is that? Where does that cross? You know what I mean? Because that's not loving behavior in a way, or try. You know what I mean? Like, like when you look in the mirror and you say, "I love you," I, do you mean it? I do. Um, I do. I. I think I'm just learning a lot about myself, um, and just learning a lot about life. Like I think for the majority of us, it's a very linear, linear trajectory yeah. that we're given. So, like, you know. You go through school and you get a job and then you meet your life partner and then, you know, you buy a house, have kids in whatever order, the last three, and then, you know, you live a fruitful life and then you die. <laughs> Just seems pretty linear. There's no cyclical behavior in that trajectory. And I feel like we really simplify it. Um, anybody who I know who is like enormously successful either did not go to school like did not go to college yeah or i mean they, they didn't have the normal trajectory and i think that mm. i am learning to love myself more in the fact that like my trajectory doesn't need to be for anybody but me um and i think that's really hard because i i listened to a podcast actually the other day and it talked about how 
the journey on your own can be really lonely. And it is sometimes. And, and I don't mean literally lonely in the sense that like, you know, you're less lonely if you have a partner in life. I mean literally lonely in the sense of like, but it's empowering lonely. It's solitude. It's not a loneliness in a yes, sad way. Yeah. Where you realize like you are lonely on your journey because it's your path to live out and only you. That's that's also incredible heavy. Incredibly heavy, right? It well, is it's your journey. It's only about you. Yeah. And obviously care about other people along the way. You know, I'm a total lover of other human beings, but it No, but it, in inside I mean for you inside your own mind, inside your own body, it's you. It's up to you. It is your journey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's kind of scary and heavy. It's scary if you don't have faith in yourself. Yeah. And it's scary because it does seem and that's why I, I chose my words. I changed my words. That it's yeah, it's okay. It can be lonely, but there's something in solitude oh, that I, is really nice. And, like, that's where I feel like I, I'm loving who I'm becoming. Um, I'm loving who the root of me is because I think that the root of who you are, like, I mean, I'm on this podcast right now. As a kid, I always performed, like, always was just loved that. Yeah. Just always loved that. And then I feel like, you know. Sometimes adulthood really calluses you and, and you lose sight of like what brings oh. you joy just because it brings you joy, right? But I also commend myself for, you know, doing life how I've done it so yes. far and not shaming myself or being regretful of any of the experiences I've had because they've all been wonderful, but welcoming in this newer sense of who I am because I've taken the experiences that I've had, I've learned so from fun. them. And let's, you create your own life. You create your own life. So if my life is working events part-time and freelancing and not being in New York when it's cold and subletting my apartment and being in Mexico City, then I'm gonna Hell do that. Oh yeah. Oh, that sounds like a brilliant idea you know, right there. Like, we'll see what happens, who knows? That's a genius idea right there. Hanging out in Mexico City or down in Guatemala or Honduras. Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Nicaragua. And I mean, I love Europe. I go back to Europe. Africa, I actually, fun fact, I went to Morocco in April. What an incredible country. I would like to go back to Africa too. I've never been uh, to Asia or mm. any of those countries. Would love to do that. Haven't been to Australia. I want South America more. I haven't done South America properly. I did Brazil, but just that was it. And you gotta out. go. It's huge. But that's Central America. Oh, man. I literally was talking to somebody about this the other day. How can we have faith in something we can't prove? I ask myself this question regularly. Oh, okay. Because, and again, full disclosure, do not recommend this to people, but I resigned from a job without having another permanent job lined up. Fortunately, I'm a New Yorker and I am resourceful and hustle. I've never been afraid to work. So for me, you know, how do I have faith right now that I'm gonna be okay? Nope. I don't, yeah. I, I can't see it. So how do I have, this is a daily, battle right now like waking up and going 
what what am I going to be doing next week, next month? Right. And I'm a planner. So it's like oh. the fact that I have like 14 <laughs> events lined up for the rest of October. And, oh, yeah. And I'm flying to Minneapolis for a project. Oh, yeah. I'm booked and busy. But that's what I'm learning, too, is my, my mantra for a while was, you know, busy is better than bored. And then, you know, I burn out. So it's like, uh, what do I want to do? You know what I mean? What? So how can we have faith in something we can't prove? I think that that is like a conundrum in the human experience because yeah. human beings need logic. I, you know, they need logic. They need something tangible that they can hold. Um, they need something that they can trust. You know that, and I think it, it goes back to being vulnerable. Yeah. I think because faith is blind, and when you can't see something, how am I supposed to believe it's true? But I have faith in the fact that things happen the way they're supposed to because I think that the fact that I reached out to you prior to quitting my job and here we are talking about it, like, oh, I have that'll faith happen that before. All, so oh, all that's yeah. Happened. It's been a hell of a seven, two eight weeks. days. Two, <laughs> yeah. Eight, ten, yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But, but I have faith that if I continue to be a good person and, you know, I'll connect with other good people and there's there's plenty of like love and goodness and just the universe is looking out for you you got this the universe has got it just going down deep in the bottom in the back oh my god wow okay this is like it's a, a it's good a well. piggybacker oh yeah why do people hide the real truth of the source of their pain hmm why do people hide the real truth of the source of their pain? I'm going to go back to like being a kid. I think that sometimes your pain wasn't your fault. So that's really hard to like come to terms with. Ooh. Um, Very true. You know, whether you're, you know, like... A conversation I had with my mother recently, actually. My mom had me young, um, and she did. She sacrificed for us, for sure. Um, as did my dad. Love you, dad. Um, but now that I'm an adult, you know, my parents are both pretty young. Um, they're both in their 50s. And I said to my mom the other day, and, you know, she's going through it with her mom, you know, just unfortunately struggling and you know getting older and will eventually pass on and i'd said to her you know i'm i'm happy that you know julie and i are adults because now it's like your time to like yeah. do all the things you want to do yeah. and like you know you're not that old where you're not ready to retire but like you know i want you to like continue to grow into like who you want to become because when you sacrifice for somebody else, you sacrifice yourself, yeah. right? Yeah, being and a parent, being a parent's tough. It was totally liberating for her, and almost like what she needed to hear. Because, and we haven't, you know, always necessarily had the easiest relationship. I'm a big personality, as is she. Um, so sometimes it's like there's not enough space in the yeah, room. A, yeah, I could imagine that for you guys or in the house. <laughs> but I know that, like, in that moment, she needed to hear it, and you know, it was well received and. She got emotional, and I think ultimately at the end of the day, and, you know, not about my mother, but people in general, like, why do people hide the real source of their pain? Because I think 
sometimes when the pain is really deep, it's like, how far back do I got to go? Like, how crazy is it to think that, like, this pain in your heart that you've been having for the last two years has to do with your parent not showing up for something when you were five years old? And that impacts why you can't have a consistent relationship with somebody where you're able to feel yeah. vulnerable. You know, I, I think that it's it's just dark. It's, some, it's, it's not always dark, but I think we hide it because it's just... There's just, I think, a lot of shame sometimes. And I also think it's just the idea of, like, why is it so hard for people to forgive? You know, I think, fortunately, even though sometimes with how society is, I feel like some days I'm like, are we moving forward? Are we moving backwards? What's going on? (laughs) It's all just a shit show. Um, But I do have faith that we are becoming more intuitive in a way, um, especially with just, like, the conversation about mental health. Um, to be looking inward and to be connecting with each other because the more we continue to explore that facet of what it means to be a human being and the human experience, um, we're going to be better equipped to tackle these blockages because that's what they are. You know, like you, you just, you carry this backpack and you know, there's just stuff that, you know continues to get added to it and you're on your journey and then sometimes you got to take it off and then gets there are he- moments heavy. where you got to empty it out. Yeah, sometimes you empty out the whole damn bag and you don't even fill it. Yeah. And you just keep moving. Yeah. Um, I, that idea that we're kind of, as a society, understanding the human experience, growing, uh, communication, and I think you see that a lot. We're having a lot of stuff happening as far as society goes, right? A lot of like... But I think that is because we're more aware. So it's a growth stage. So it's painful. So it looks chaotic. It looks like you might be going backwards. But I think and actually, I think what's happening is it's there's so much happening, right, that we're talking about. So many issues that have been that needed to be kind of smashed out, aired out. And sometimes it's, you know, airing your dirty laundry is kind of ugly. Yeah. And, you know, we'll get to a balance because it's it seems extreme in one way and extreme in the other. And that's just progress. And I that's think, progress you know? to me. I, that means you're seeing that stuff on the edges and you're, people are most people are going, what the fuck is that? You know, like, are you really serious? And but it's exposing at least an idea or something else. that might be good. Out of the madness comes some logic and, and it'll 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 calm itself down. But I think that's the We're thing, too, the- is we're always changing, right? Yeah. So, like, how are you... I brought this up to a friend the other day. Like, if you're in politics, right, you're supposed to have this one belief your entire life. And I'm not saying something that is, like, black and white, where it's like, all right, you know, you shouldn't kill somebody. But, I mean, what's the context? Like, was this person <laughs> trying to kill you and you killed yeah, them you for self-defense? Not like, kill. You yeah, have no not idea, sure. you know? But my point is, is that... This idea that we're supposed to be like rooted in this in this one way, and that's how we gain favoritism, and that's how people look to say, okay, well, you're valid because mm. you've said this from the beginning, always. But we're always changing. Our environment yeah. is always changing. So I think the root of who you are, like your code of ethics, that only you know what that is, and you know as you open your heart to other people and have interactions with other people. They will get to know who you are. Um, but that stays consistent, but everything else, we're all just figuring it out. And I think it is cathartic and therapeutic, more people being honest that they don't know because 
How freeing is that? No one knows. Oh, okay, so you started your own business. You're this successful mogul. How did you do it? I don't know. Oh, I, just, <laughs> I just did it. You know? I just did it. There was a guy in Asia that bought this airline for a dollar because, like, it was totally bankrupt. And um, he had no idea. He'd never been, never wasn't an airline guy, but he was, like, somewhere, and, like, somebody was saying, oh, like, can you believe that they're selling that airline, you know, he's like, well, really? And the guy's like, yeah, they're selling it for like a dollar because it's just such a, you know, like, it's so bad that they just put it for a dollar. And the guy's like, you mean they're selling an airline for a dollar? He's like, I'll buy that. And they're like, no, you, dude, you don't understand. He's like, oh, no, I don't care. And he, and he did it. Filled up the gas with, like, credit cards, paid people, volunteers, went, ran one flight, like, basically back, and, and then boom built this gigantic airline out of it and he said had i known he's like i was a complete idiot shouldn't have done anything that i did but i just did it so you know like yeah bought an airline for a dollar but no one wanted it some just do it and i think it's just the idea again of like the whole blindness like blind faith versus like something tangible the idea of like i read something the other day where it's like what if it all works out what if it all works out? What if you just start thinking that way? What if it all works out? It's all going to work out. Then you don't have anything to worry about. Then oh, you don't yeah. have anything to stress about. And then it almost makes you be like, okay, well, like, I'm not doing something. And I think that that's a part of, like, the doer culture. I'm a total doer. But then I look at myself sometimes and I'm like... There's something, so, like, after this, I was like, I brought a book. I was like, it's nice. Why don't I just sit and read a book? I literally do not have my laptop until Sunday because people are assholes. Some hacker <laughs> hacked into my laptop, locked my laptop, so I had to bring it to Geek Squad. I swear to God, the universe was like, you've been feverishly applying to jobs, obsessing about this. Oh, really? You're going to have two days <laughs> with no technology. So they hacked your laptop? You click a link. Do you know how it happened or something? Oh, I don't even want to get into yeah, it. Okay. But no, I just I don't understand people that do that. Like there's so many other ways to like funnel your energy into something positive and constructive. Oh, half these people. I'm into, <laughs> I'm in, I play a lot around in NFTs and crypto and there's just so many scammers and they're oh. like, and they're scamming for like, I mean, some of it's real money, but they're hurting people like really legit screwing people. Yeah. Just, like, how do you live with yourself? It's such bad juju you're bringing on your whole family. That's not good karma. That is definitely, definitely bad karma. karma. Let's find another. Let's find a good karma question. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um. As I'm pulling, what are you? What are your thoughts? Like, why do you think people hide the real truth of the source they're praying? I, I like they what don't you said. Hurt people. That's yeah. probably it too. Now that I'm like I, I, reread I, it one more time, I think. It's so hard to have a conversation and be like, I know you didn't mean to hurt me, but you really fucked me up. Like, I say this to my parents all the time, and I grew up, anybody from the outside would be like, oh my God, your parents are still together. You grew up in this great town. Yeah. Perfect upbringing. And I love my parents. Disneyland. And they did more than the best they could. They really did. Yeah. And I love them for it. But it doesn't mean, and this is where I think I'm at in my adulthood, is at a certain point, you can't always blame somebody else. You have to take accountability yeah. for yourself as an adult. But That's I think it, people hide it sometimes because, I, I, you know, well, what do you mean? I did X, Y, and Z. Like, you're afraid for this person. Again, back to, like, what? forgiveness. Yeah, they they can't some... receive it because they're like, oh, shit. I, like, really hurt you. And I yeah. didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. So, yeah, the, the truth could hurt somebody. 
um, sometimes we own part of it as well, that pain, because there'll be something in there, but we actually own. So you may not want to do that work and go into that space and think about how you were, you owned it. Like you're saying, we're, you know, we're, we're adults. So there's two parts. One is at the end is you got to take care of yourself. Whatever happened, happened. But the other part is in that moment, you might've done something where it's like, yeah, that was my part of the mistake. I own part of that. So yeah, you don't want to hurt people. You don't want to face it yourself. And there's probably a million other, million other reasons. Oh my gosh. What's your best relationship advice? <laughs> Dear Abby. Oh my gosh. Dear Maggie. Uh, oh, that's works. It, it, it rhymes. Dear Maggie. Maggie. I'm dating a 28 year old <laughs> man, oh and he won't commit. And you know, what's your best? So we're talking, I guess, intimate relationships. Oh, anything could be anything. I mean, this is a, the best part open, about these yeah. cards. It's usually what's on your mind. Right. Um, a lot of facets to each I know, question. I know. So it's, it's, it's good though. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's. I found it to be very surprising to me. They're great. These questions are great. Um, best relationship advice. I guess I would say communicate. You know, no one's a mind reader. Um, I also think that it encourages you to think about what's really bothering you or um, what you need more of. You know, you're, you're teaching people, whether it's your significant other, whether it's a good friend, whether it's a family member, like what you need as a person. And if this person loves you, they'll be one willing to hear you, even if they're not, and they may not be ready. You know, and, and you have to be okay with that. Um, but if they, there's love there, you know what I mean? Like, you'll be willing to yeah. work on it. And if you're communicating, please know that they may tell you a couple <laughs> truths about yourself <laughs> that you don't really like. And you have to be willing to give them that same, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mutual respect, that same understanding that, you know, you're both just trying to get to know each other and be there for each other and be seen, heard, loved, and understood as best as possible, even if they don't understand you. The fact that they're committed to just trying, you know, I think is really something. Let's keep going. This is so fun. I love this. You're, it's all about you. I love this. It's all about you. Well, no, I mean, I... Well, you know I, what I mean? Because it is... Yeah. The, the cameras are here. The jars opened only to you. That's awesome. Ooh, this is a good one. F finally. This is a good one. No, they're all good. Know, this is a joking. really just, good one. Ooh. Sh because this is you. I mean, you're a critical <laughs> think... Like, you're a logic person, right? Yeah, I would say, though, I'm creative. So I try to, like... You know, it's a yin and a yang. Oh, yeah. Creative I can't and be critical. so logical, so analytical, because then it stifles my creativity. Yeah. So I have to find a balance, but it's a good one. Shouldn't critical thinking people challenge their beliefs and others' beliefs? Ooh. Yes. Um, others. But I want the connotation of critical thinking to not be 
I, I like that you say challenge because I don't think that we should criticize the belief of others. No, no. Challenge. Um, and even challenge, though, I think it's it's the way you approach it. I think on an individual level, yes, you should totally be challenging your beliefs because oh, yeah, it's an individual. we change all the time. Mm. And I think it's also getting to like the crux of why do I believe this? Why do I believe this? Oh, why do I... I never thought of that. Why do I feel connected to this idea? Did somebody else tell yeah, me that yeah, I should yeah. believe this? Yeah, I, I never thought of this. Because sometimes a lot of the ideas in our head, they're not ours. We don't own them. Whether oh, yeah, it was like sure. a sure. parent or whether it was a school teacher or whether it was a stranger on the street being like, you're so dumb for running in New York. Like, oh, you're so dumb for giving me an unsolicited opinion. <laughs> um, Total New York move. Yeah. But um, I do think that we should. Um, and I think, again, though, when we challenge the beliefs of others, I think it's approaching it as a method of dialogue and not a method of my viewpoint is X. Yeah, trying to figure out. Yeah. I'm in marketing, studied communications. <laughs> is that not miscommunication? The way to do it? Is that <laughs> no, miscommunication is just more common than fluid communication. So, you know, persuasive calm. I'm not going to have a dialogue with somebody about our beliefs, which is basically the crux of how you have some kind of grounding in your life <laughs> yeah. and basically be like, you know, you should just come to this side. Yeah, we're just going to change your beliefs. Where I think it ends up being more of a productive conversation when everybody's guards are down and it's just like, why do you, why, why do humans think this? It's the jar. It's all about there's, there's no walls. Everything's okay to say. And uh, your and your beliefs are valid, and you you have a story, and and, and it deserves to be told. Yeah, we right shouldn't. On. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to discount what somebody believes. It's people's life experience as well. I want to understand it. I think we want people. We want to understand people's beliefs and how they got there. We may not know, but maybe we can figure it out a little bit. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between understanding and agreeing. And I think that that sometimes gets yeah, I don't lost agree. in the sauce. I don't sauce. agree with a lot of people. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. And that's okay. I, but I think it depends, right, on, like, who are we talking to? Like, yes. what is the temperature of the conversation? Are we, oh, yeah. like, two angry kids in a sandbox? Or are we, like, two adults that mutually respect one another yeah. and can amicably have dialogue? Yeah, no, and not even amicably, because that, like... That could be spicy. Yeah. Could be spicy. But again, challenging. Um, yeah. But for me, I think a huge part of having good dialogue um, that's rooted in just it being good dialogue is when somebody insults somebody else, then I'm like, all right, your your argument means nothing. Now, now we're not even, we're name calling now. You yeah, know? We're, not like, the, well, we're not on the same plane anymore. Right, right. They've, but they've, sometimes you got to bring it back. They've exited the. They've exited they've the, left road. the group they've, chat. They've, they've, they've exited the group chat. They just jumped off the bridge. But I also think those moments are natural. They happen because it's your beliefs. You're passionate about this, so I think that those moments do happen. But yeah. I think it's important to be able to be like, wait, wait, wait. I hear you. Can we bring it back? Sounds like my brothers and I talk in politics. <laughs> <laughs> That's every household talking is that, is, that, is that what's going on there? Every, And I think it's because people are charged. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of people, we, we have the same values. I think the hardest part 
Yeah, that's that, the funniest part. Is that you had mentioned, you know, you want to understand. I think the hardest part about actually understanding is knowing that you're not going to actually understand. So, like, yeah, there are, I happen to just have a diverse, by the literal sense of the word, from what people look like, yeah, background-wise, yeah. but then also, like, viewpoint-wise, group of friends and just people. Like, and I appreciate meeting people that have different viewpoints than mm. me because I want to learn yeah, and understand wanna, where wanna, you're coming from. The best I can to understand. Right. Because it is about family. It's about your. It's about where you grew up. Livelihood. I mean, all of it. It's about it. how you make where you live. So all those have. And so it's fascinating to me to see how people arrive at their different positions in life, what they believe. But I think it's cool. The hard. It totally is cool. But I think for me, the hardest part about just thinking about what understanding means is it's the idea that like there are certain experiences that I can only have. I, empathy, compassion, and be an advocate for that I genuinely in my lifetime will probably never truly understand what's yeah, that, what that's agree, like. Agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think it's a lot of things I will definitely not be able to fully have empathy for, like to really truly be in that person's position. It's a great one. Do you believe in yourself? Ooh, a little struggle here. I do. Uh, uh, I, no, wait a minute. Say it again. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I'm getting married yeah, to yeah. myself. I do. Um, no, yeah, I, the first one was a little rough. <laughs> it was a little. It was a little childish. Then I felt this third, fourth one. Because there's a bit of doubt, you know, yeah. and I think that that's normal. I think though, when I boil it down to the simple stuff, where it's like, are you a good person? Like, yeah. yes, Boom. I am. I am, and I'm honest and. I'm really doing the best that I can. And that's all that matters. I think that I am guilty of over-identifying with a job, and I totally credit that to the East Coast way of living. Um, you know, all of it. Like, w what defines success? And I think sometimes it's, like, the material things in life and where you're at in life, you know, what do you own? What are you doing? But then when I think about it, it's like, do you believe in yourself? Like, do you believe that you deserve good things? Like, that's more of where I'm at, where it's like, okay, you believe that you're a good person, but do you actually believe that good things can happen to you and that you mm. deserve people to be good to you? Do you deserve, you know, that's where I'm at in the, do you believe in yourself? And I think that's why sometimes it's shaky. Because I am unpacking and learning and going through hard times, revisiting trauma, but not getting back into it. But like sometimes you gotta get back into it <laughs> because you gotta move the rock. Sometimes you slip and fall on your back in there. Yeah. Um, so I, I do genuinely believe yeah. in myself, but I would be lying to you and anybody listening to this right now if I said some days it's, it's hard to. Yeah. Some days more than others. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's a but part of mastering there. the mind, you know? Oh, it's mad. Look, you know, <laughs> you got, I can tell you on this side, 30 years ahead, still, <laughs> we're still trying to believe in ourselves. Um, I think you, you'll, like you said, you have it, it's there, it's just to varying degrees, and some days stronger than others. Yeah. I think that's quite normal for anybody listening. 
I can tell you on this side of the, on the other side of 30, it's still a struggle. I'm a double 30. Can you tell us about a friend you left behind? Ah, uh, yes. What would you like to know? <laughs> well, what happened? I mean, you're growing or they're not growing or, I mean, is it, is it you or is it them? I think in any situation, it's, it's always both people. It's always both people. Um, I'm really not one to burn bridges, and it wasn't like a burning of bridges. I think it was more of a oil vinegar situation, you know, and I think similar to why you would, like, break up with somebody in an intimate relationship or cut ties with a family member that you just... You don't serve each other. Like the relationship yes. is not positive. Um, it's a sometimes real thing. it doesn't have to be like venomously negative. But if if you're not growing with each other or you're not and not benefiting, and I say benefit not in this like give and take yeah. necessary thing, but it's it's just not adding to your life. Yeah. Why do you keep it? Well, because it, you had it before. Maybe. Right? It was there. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of things that I've had before, but, yeah, I'll grow, you know? Think Some about, like, the clothes you have when you're a kid. You're growing, so you have to, you know, I mean, if you have a sibling, lucky them. They have all these new clothes. They probably hated that. But, or you, you know, you get new clothes, you know? You, you're at a job for a while, and, you know. Mm. You pivot into something else or you're in a city for a while and then you get a new job or you hung out with this group of friends for a while and then you meet the love of your life and you move cross country and that's what your life story is, you know, just because you've had something for a while. And I think that that's the hardest part, too, about maintaining friendships that you've had for a long time because we change. Like one of my childhood friends who like I know. You said, you're changed. One of my childhood friends who I grew up with, I've known her since we were five years old. We were like kindergarten snack thieves. And I remember, um, you know, and we're living two totally different lives. I live in New York City. She's married, has a baby. She lives down oh. south. Totally different lives. Yeah. But the love has always been real. We've known each other a long time. But we change. You know, we change. And I had ran a half marathon. Um, I'm running the New York City Marathon in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. And um, I ran a half in June. And I posted on my Instagram story, I got Venezuelan food afterwards. It's like a victory meal. And I said, if you know me, like, you know how hyped I am. Yeah. And she wrote me and she, and I know her, she was just like, I, I really like to believe that I know you, but like, I don't even know what kind of food this is. Like, <laughs> and she, and I felt so, you know. Oh my, like. Oh, like, like, man, she feels like terrible. She doesn't know my favorite food. But in my mind, I was just like, you know, we haven't lived in the same state in 10 years. Yeah, but when you get together again, though. Time it's, hasn't it's passed. Like, it's like, yeah. boom. Time Not, hasn't yeah. passed. I mean, she has a baby now. He's scrumptious. So it's just, but it doesn't mean that our love for each other has changed. But, like, we have changed. Therefore, like, sometimes you got to, like, they say this all the time. Like, there are people who, you know, you grow apart sometimes and... Sometimes it's because your lives are going in different directions. Other times it's because this other person is just growing faster yeah. or you're growing faster. And if it's meant to be, you know what I mean? It just picks up 
where yeah. it left off or, you know, you circle back because you're able to bond over something that you're both going through, you know, whether it's like, oh, this was such a good friend of mine, you know, growing up and they were in your wedding party. But then like, you know, you both have families and you kind of lose touch, but then both of you, you know, lose your parents yeah, around the same later. time, yeah. Yeah. you know, same. Um, so, yeah. And there's different people. What, what um, some of the guests have shared, which makes sense to me. Different people are in your life at different times for different reasons. Yeah. Right. To help you along the way. Right. We're on this journey and people come in and you're coming into people's lives. Same, same. Right. You're in, in people's lives because they need you for that time. And then they don't. They're changed. They're doing They're You know, they're on their path and you're on your path. And, you know, you come together sometimes for to help each other or to help, you know, the other one. And then then they're gone. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm learning to embrace that beauty because I think for me, and I'm, I, I hate to be that woman, but I'm going to go back to my horoscope. I'm like the bull. Like I'm you like rooted yeah. in like stability and consistency and like that's what I need. But then it's like, do I though? It's like you're always changing. Like is that really what you need? Or do you just need to be consistent with yourself Ooh. and stable for yourself? And because I'm not going to lie to you, I am really having this like hot and cold feeling about everything changes. Everything is temporary. If you were to ask me two years ago, like, you know, everything is temporary. I'd be like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Everything is temporary. You mean like these friends aren't going to be my friends or like I'm not going to be doing these same things like and I think it's just a part of growing up like you don't realize. And that's why I say like our trajectory as children of like what life is supposed to look like it totally oversimplifies it yeah where it's like i could write a novel about the first side of 25 and the second side of 25 because it's two different chapters of your 20s for sure but oh, oh yeah you don't oh, realize yeah. like i mean i'm 29 now and i could still get down but i can't go out six days a week i would die i'd die after three <laughs> I have to two, you know, one, if I really like got after it. Well, if you're working a 40 hour or 50 hour work week and you're going out on, you know, Thursday night, that was all we could ever do. Like when I got older, that was it. Like Thursday night. Cause Friday you were just fucked. Well, yeah, we uh, do Saturdays Yeah, yeah. because so, we're like, you know, you're really tired. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just do Saturday for everybody. Well, cause Friday night you're just fucked yeah. at the end of the week, right? You just yeah. want, you want to die. So we used to do Thursday is like a cheat night. And then what happened was Friday was such a shit show at work that Friday, Saturday you were you were still fucked up Saturday, because right because Friday you're destroyed anyway you're yeah. like you're hungover and it's the end of the week. Well, so, now in this work from home culture, people are like, all right, yeah, let's go out Thursday because I work from home Friday. So like, let's work from home. Thing I could just a- refresh my screen. <laughs> Let them know I'm still alive. I get one of those little things that just refreshes the screen. One of those little robots. Automatically. automatically. Automatics, yeah, yeah. Automatically, like a little Lego thing with a battery. I saw one of those. Uh, like those little those little birds with the water. Oh, my little gosh. Little peckers. Yeah, just re- keep refreshing Genius. the screen. You're putting Genius. a lot of people on to <laughs> the laziest work from home hack ever. Oh, I enjoyed COVID in a, in a weird way. I did and I didn't. Um, I did in the sense that I went home. I was with my family. So we were like, wow, it's probably like the last time oh, all four of us will ever time. live together. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, so cool. But then, you know, I definitely missed 
I worked at the time um, for a publication that basically, you know, prides themselves on like being on the pulse of everything happening in New York and then citywide, and then like globally. Happening. Yeah. So it was like, and that brand very much like aligned with like my personality where it was like, oh, like where to go out to drink, where to go out to eat, what Broadway show, what, you know, things to do in the city, you know, what's free to do in the city if you're on a budget or, you know, what's what's happening. Yeah. It's a what's happening and magazine. And then all of a sudden. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> is happening. So. And it's happening. I Masks. think a lot of us had time to like think about what was happening. Like where we were at in our lives like and i think we're still experiencing like the aftershock of that like hello great resignation like so many people are leaving their jobs and totally pivoting into something else you know love it it's time it's time it's been awesome um no you did not disappoint you're italian and you're irish it's definitely there and you're a new yorker and and you're a tourist all those things really really great how about some closing thoughts some message to somebody oh man um i mean it could be a mom and dad message could be a nona message i think it's uh anybody or, or, who's, or just, who's listening just somebody like um, you who's listening on the train on a downtown train in the la and the airport or wherever you are wherever um, you are in your middle home middle america across the pond wherever you are um, just keep going. Just keep going. No matter what it is, that's just just keep going. And you know, when there's moments where it just feels too much, just remember to like take a breath. Just take a breath. You've got this. Take it. And deep even deep. if you don't got this, it's okay. Nobody's got it. But nobody's. Got I it. wish you only great things, and you know, keep fighting the good fight and uh yeah you're awesome and you're awesome Thank this you. is it we are all awesome human everybody i've talked to is an awesome human being so i'm i'm just pretty sure that everybody's an awesome person somewhere in there oh yeah and if everybody sat down for the jar it would be so cool because we'd find out everybody's a really cool person and we have a lot in common we have more in common than we don't uh although definitely seems like the media wants to portray it differently i think when you get if down it to bleeds th it reads my friend yeah, this if is it bleeds, nothing it reads. new anybody <sighs> who is is in the I older know. generation i understand it wasn't as polarizing but it bleeds it reads this yeah. is at least everybody stayed in their lane in the old days like it you know but now it's no one there are no lanes it's just all over the place but you're right if it bleeds it leads and that's just a fact and um so just you know say hi to your neighbor Believe in yourself, all that good stuff. Open the door for a stranger. Say please and thank you. You know, those little things. Smile at somebody. I mean. Make some eye contact. I, I, yeah. Can we make some eye contact, yes, people? please. And, and I think, you know what? When, when things happen, whether you're struggling and, you know, think about how we are when we are either, whether you're walking down the aisle, whether you have a difficult conversation you have to have, whether you're, mm. you know, being intimate with somebody, whatever the case may be, we happen to close our eyes. So keep your eyes open. <laughs> keep your eyes open. There's beauty in life and there's beauty with connecting with other people. And I know sometimes mm. people can make it feel like it's not worth it, but it is. It is. And not everybody's going to get you and you're not going to be for everybody, but... You're That's awesome. That's a great point, but you're awesome. 
Thanks again, Maggie. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to The Jar. Uh, get over to the website, www.thejar.live. Put in your email so you can find out where Maggie's working in a few months, what she's doing after this crazy holiday season. Uh, we'll have updates on guests, and then you'll also have updates on shows the past week. Thanks again, Maggie. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Jar. If you would like to be one of our guests, please email thejarguest at gmail.com or follow our journey on your favorite social media platforms. See you all on the road.